gotta call somebody. I'm back, baby. What? 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 Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. What's happening, everybody? You guys just don't understand what kind of day today is, but you're tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity, my name is Stefan G, and the thing I want to talk to you about today is something that everybody claims they can relate to, but I don't know if everybody can really, really relate to it. And that thing is the struggle. Not just the struggle. I'm talking about hashtag the struggle. Like, the real struggle. Like, you know, when you're, I'm not talking about, you know, my shoelaces won't stay tied, hashtag the struggle. I'm talking about, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, all I got in the fridge right now is ham and cheese, hashtag the struggle. I'm talking about the real struggle. And that struggle is the struggle against life. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because as I go about and, you know, I talk to people and I interact with people and I read blogs and I listen to podcasts and, well, I don't really listen to that many podcasts, but I do listen to Moment of Clarity. Um, and I listen to Beyond Reason Radio, too. You should check that one out. And Indeed. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I go through all these motions on a regular basis every week. And I realized that there are so many people that are facing struggles in their lives. And this is not going to be your typical podcast about struggles. I'm not here to tell you God's got your back and it's going to be okay. And, you know, his grace is sufficient for you and all that other kind of stuff. That's not what I'm here to talk to you about. I am here to quote first. I just so you do know, I am here to encourage you. But the first thing I want to do is really approach and identify life struggles, you know, because each of us have our own personal struggles and, you know, the struggle that each person deals with is relative to them. So I try not to tell people that my struggle is worse than their struggle, even though most of the times I can say it was. But I try not to tell them that because whatever they're going through is is just detrimental to their lives. You know, even if it is just all I've got in the fridge is a ham and cheese sandwich. And I look at them and say, well, dang, you got ham and cheese, man. You can work that out. And they're like, oh, my God, all I have is ham and cheese. You know, everybody's struggle is relative to them. But in the struggle of life, whether it's struggle against yourself, whether it's a financial struggle whether it's a struggle in your family, whether it's a struggle against sickness, whatever your personal struggle is, the first thing I want to do is take a moment to tell you, it's okay, I know it's tough. And when I say it's okay, I don't mean like it's gonna be okay. I'm saying it's, I understand that your struggle really freaking sucks. Because I think one of the mistakes that we make, as Christians specifically, is that when somebody tells us they're going through hard times, the first thing we try to do is alter the way they think about it. And the first thing we try to do is tell them that what they are perceiving as being bad is not really bad. It's just a matter of their perception. Well, let me tell you guys, I understand that, you know what, it's pretty freaking bad for some people out there. And if right now you're going through something that is tearing your world apart, 
If right now you're going through something that you can't figure out how to get out of, if you're going through something that you haven't been able to find the, the answer to, that you have not been able to find the road of release, that you haven't been able to find freedom from, no matter, I don't care what that struggle is, if it's something that is burdening your heart, burdening your mind, sitting on top of your shoulders, and you don't think you can take it anymore, I just want to tell you, I understand. And yes, it does freaking suck. I'm, I'm just, I want to take a moment to validate that feeling in you because there's too many times that I've gone through struggles that people have instantly tried to get me to stop thinking about it as a struggle. And instead of allowing me to really be in that moment, instead of allowing me to really wrestle in that place, you know, they just want me to feel better about it because it makes them feel better about it. Well, you know what, daggone it, sometimes I don't want to feel better about it yet. Sometimes I want to admit that this freaking stinks. Sometimes you just want to sit and wallow in the depression and wallow in the angst and wallow in the anger because those are valid feelings for what you're going through. It, it's valid for you to be upset about what you're going through. It is okay for you to be angry about what you're going through. It is okay for you to feel sad about what you're going through. It is okay, and I know this is going to be blasphemous to so many Christians that are listening out there, but this is what I do, so it's okay. But I want to tell you, it's okay for you to be afraid that you might not make it out. You know why it's okay? Because you're human. And those are emotions that we were given as humans. They'll tell you God is not the author of confusion. That's right. He is not the author of confusion, which means he did not cause my confusion. But that doesn't mean I'm still not confused. That doesn't mean I still don't have an answer. That doesn't mean I still don't know a way out. It's okay to feel confused. It's okay to feel hurt because your significant other, your wife, your girlfriend, whoever, your boyfriend walked out on you or cheated on you or treats you like dirt. It's okay to feel sad that you can't accomplish what you've been struggling and trying and hoping and wishing and praying to accomplish for weeks and months and years and years and time after time after time. It's okay to be sad about that. Those are valid feelings. And I dare to say that those feelings are the only way that you're actually going to get to the place that everybody wants you to be at. If you don't take a moment to sit in those feelings and understand those feelings and deal with those feelings, you'll never make it to the place of God's got my back. And so I wanted to take the first few moments of the show to tell you that it is all right for it to suck sometimes. No matter what it is that you're going through in life, it is okay for you to be sad about it. And it is okay for you to be angry that you lost your ninth job this year or your third job this year, or your 12th job in the past three years. It's okay to be pissed off about that. Because to be honest with you, damn it, I'm pissed off with you. I'm pissed off they fired you again out of, for no fault of your own, or for even for every fault of your own. I'm pissed off for you that you understand that you can't figure out a way to work with other people so that you can keep a job. I am sitting in that anger with you right now. I am upset for you and with you that this person passed away that you love so dearly. 
that they were the only person that you really, truly cared about. They were the one person that made a light in your day, and they are now gone. And I understand that sadness, and I am there with you. I am sad for you. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be upset because you can't make your financial means come together. And no matter how hard you try, and no matter how many jobs you get, and no matter how much money you try to save, and no matter what direction you try to go, and no matter how much education you try to get, you still can't make this thing work out. I understand that, and it's okay to be ticked off about that. It's okay to be upset about that. And too often, we as Christians, we, we try to devalue people's feelings when our feelings are real now we're not to be governed by our feelings we're not to allow our feelings to make us make rash decisions but it doesn't make the feeling any less real and so for anybody that's listening to this podcast right now that's going through anything anything at all I want you to know that it's okay for you to feel the way you feel about it. It's even okay for you to be mad at God. Strike me on the cross right now. I know they just struck me with lightning. They burned me on the cross, Mike. I know they did when I said that. I must have hurt. It was pretty painful. Okay, I figured. (laughs) But it's okay. It's even okay for you to be mad at God, even when you know you have no right to be mad at God. It's okay for you as a human to have a misconception about something, to see something the wrong way. It's okay, guys. It's okay for you to take a moment. All of us need a moment sometimes. I'm not telling you to stay there forever. I'm not telling you to stay mad at God forever. I'm just telling you take that moment. Because, hey, if you're mad at God, then talk to him about it. At least now you're talking to him. At least now you're having that conversation. At least you're interacting with him. At least you're praying because that's what that is. Communication with God is praying. So if you're mad at him and you're sitting here telling him how mad you are at him and how upset you are with your situation and how ticked off you are that you can't make it work and how hurt you are that they left you again and how lonely you are and how depressed you are and how sad you are and how angry you are, at least you're talking to him. That's a start. That's somewhere. I think too many times we think Christians are supposed to make giant leaps when Christians are allowed to make baby steps just like everybody else. Christians are allowed to make baby steps just like everybody else. We bleed just like everybody else. We hurt just like everybody else. The only thing that makes us different is we have Christ to go to. That's the only thing that makes us different. And so I'm telling you right now, take that moment, use that moment, use that moment. That moment is a moment of purification for your heart. Don't try not to cry. Damn it, cry. I'm not talking about, you know, just a little bit of tears. I'm talking about snot and carpet. I'm talking about face on the ground, tears pouring out of your eyes, snot all over the face crying. Do it. It's okay because what you're going through is difficult. Life is not easy. They tell us that all the time. And then when we declare, dang, this isn't easy, they try to act like it's supposed to be. 
Like we should just be able to deal with it, even though they tell us day after day, life's not easy. Life's not fair. Life's not this. Life's not that. But then when we walk into that particular space of life not being fair and us being upset that life's not fair, it's not okay for us to be upset. I have a problem with people who do that. And so I'm dedicating the first part of this podcast to let you know it's okay for you to be upset. It's okay for you to be hurt. It's okay for you to be angry. It's okay for you to feel the way you feel right now. It's okay for you to be disappointed. It's okay for you to take a moment and sit in those emotions and allow them to do what they do. If you're angry, go punch something, not somebody, not somebody. (laughs) Thanks for that clarification. Had to clear it up. I don't want to be punched. Yes. Not somebody, but something. Punch a pillow. If you own your house, you can punch a wall. But go run, go scream. You have, listen, you guys, I know I share things on this podcast, on this radio show about my life. I know I share things about this radio, about, uh, I know I share things about my life on this radio show, but you guys don't have even half of it. You guys don't have even half of it. You think because I got a microphone in front of my face that everything's great. I have laid on the floor in my apartment with my daughter in her room sleeping as the lights turned off, knowing I had no money to pay them, knowing there was no money coming in to pay them, knowing there was nothing that I could do about it. Nothing like the lights were just going to be off. There wasn't a till I get my next paycheck. They were just going to be off. And in that moment, all I could do was lay in my carpet and bawl my eyes out. I'm talking like snot everywhere to the point where like the carpet started to get hard as it dried up, like that kind of snot. Seriously. And you know what else? That was okay too. For me to lay in the floor in the middle of my apartment, going through a tough situation and just cry about it because it hurt. Because it hurt to feel like I had failed. Because it hurt to feel like I didn't know what to do. Because it hurt to feel like I didn't know what was going to happen next. Because once the light get lights get turned off, after that they just start turning everything else off too. Because you still don't have the money to pay for it. You know, like there's a couple things we try to take care of. We try to make sure we have a place to live, lights in the house, and food. Those are like the three things that we're going to pay if we don't pay anything else. You know, we're going to make sure that there's electricity in the house. We're going to make sure the house is paid for. We're going to make sure we have food to eat. But once you get to the point where the lights are off, That means you're past the point of car payment hadn't been paid. You're past the point of insurance hadn't been paid. You're past the point of having gas money. You're past the point of water bill. You're past the point of cable getting turned off. You're past the point. You're past all of that once the lights get turned off. And there I was not too long ago laying in the carpet in my apartment, 
my daughter in the other room sleeping because it was nighttime. And I heard, and everything went dark. And I knew there was nothing I could do about it. And all I could do in that moment was cry. And so I'm telling you guys, it's okay to do that too. No matter how insignificant or how minor your struggle may seem at this time, it doesn't matter. It's okay to be upset. Okay? Like, that's the one thing I want to get across. It's okay to be upset because you're going through, oh, God, I'm trying so hard not to cuss. You're going through some crap right now in life. It's okay to be upset and to be hurt and to be bothered and to be disappointed and to be angry. All of those are okay. You just can't stay there forever. That's all. So when next time you tell somebody, next time somebody says, how are you doing? Tell them the truth. Tell them how you're really doing. See how they respond. Well, you know, I don't have any money for this and I'm not quite sure where I'm going to get that. And my children are acting out and I don't know how to straighten that out. And, you know, my job, I hate it, but I have to go there every day. And just tell them the truth. See what happens. The first thing you're going to do is try to transition you away from that story because it makes them uncomfortable. Whatever you do, don't do that. Don't transition away. Stay there because what you're dealing with is real. And you don't have the you don't have the freedom to ignore it any longer. So stay there. Stay in that spot. Stay in those emotions. Stay in those feelings. Stay in that place where it's not okay for just a little while. And when we come back from the break, I'll tell you what to do next. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Be back in a bit. Moment of Clarity is your man Stephon G. And we're talking about the struggle. Hashtag the struggle. And I just want to reassert for a moment what I was just saying. It is okay to be in those emotions, guys. It really is. And I apologize for everybody who's ever tried to drag you out of what you feel because it made them uncomfortable to be next to you while you were feeling it. Because what that does is that puts you into a place that you just want to isolate yourself because you understand what you're going through and you understand how you feel about it and nobody else is allowing you to feel that way. And so you just don't want to be around them at all anyway. You're like, just screw you guys. I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to be next to you. I don't even want to be near you. And that leads to a place of true depression where now you are digging into a hole all because the Christians around you and the people around you wouldn't allow you to feel what you were feeling. And that's a sad, sad shame. So when you take that moment and whatever it is that you're dealing with in that moment, this is what I want you to do. This is your strategy. I'm not saying it's going to fix the problem, but it's going to help you deal with, first of all, how you feel. It's going to, first of all, it's going to help you really take that in and, and accept that and really find the place that you are. And then it's going to help you find a place and find a way to walk yourself out of that situation. 
This is what you do. When you're in that place that you are in those emotions, instead of calling up your friends and ranting to them for 20 minutes, instead of going on Facebook and talk and putting out subliminal posts about people, you know, instead of going on Facebook at like Dear Diary, instead of firing off a bunch of angry tweets, what I want you to do is take all of that energy, all of that emotion, because that's energy. Like there is power behind your emotions. There is power behind your sadness. I mean, there is, un- you have no idea how much unexplainable power there is behind your sadness, how much power there is behind your anger, how much power there is behind your disappointment. There is true def- life-changing power behind those emotions. And so what I want you to do is I want you to take that power and instead of calling all those people and expressing yourself in all those different ways, I want you to take a moment and I want you to say, Jesus, I need to talk to you. And everything you would have said to your friend, I want you to say to Jesus. Everything you would have written in that Facebook post, I want you to say to Jesus. Everything you would have fired off in those tweets, I want you to say to Jesus. Everything you would have cursed somebody out about, I want you to say it to Jesus. And, and please, if you know anything about my radio show, I don't want you to Father God in the name of heaven and in the name of Jesus. I just want you to know, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. That ain't real. I want you to be real with Jesus. I want you to be real with Jesus. Parental advisory for all you Christians listening out here, we about to get real right now. I want you to do what I did, not just because I did it, but I want you to do what I did because it worked. I want you to do what I did when I was mad at God about my financial situation. And I went to God and I said, God, what the is going on? Why can't I get this right? Why can't my life organize in the way that it needs to be organized? Why can't I get just enough money to pay my bills? What is going on here? And I expressed to him how angry I was. I'm ticked off about this, and I'm mad about that, and I'm upset about this, and I'm hurt about this. I'm hurt because these people keep pulling on me and pulling on me and pulling on me, and I'm helping so many individuals out there, and I'm talking to this one, and I'm counseling that one, and I'm giving money to this one, and I'm helping this one move, and I'm helping this one do that, and I'm running myself ragged, and I'm still sitting here with no lights. That's the kind of conversation I want you to have with him. A real conversation, a powerful conversation, because that's where the power is. That is where the power is. That is where that power moves your heart. That is where Jesus can touch your soul. That is where God can move mountains on your behalf. Inside those emotions that you were trying so hard not to feel because they hurt, because they're painful. When people say cast your cares upon the Lord, that's how I cast my care upon the Lord. I don't just do it in a little, you know, quaint and insignificant way like they teach us to in Bible school. Oh, God, I just know you're going to take care of this. Everything's better now. Ah, everything is not better now. Everything's not better. It didn't fix everything. Everything is not moving in the right direction now. Just because I said, oh, I just cast my cares upon the Lord. No, 
You want to cast your care upon the Lord? Cry and cry and cry and cry and cry some more while you're talking to him. Scream and shout and kick and punch while you're talking to him. The best way I can illustrate it is God is supposed to be our father, right? This is how I picture casting, truly casting your cares upon the Lord is a father who has a child who has gone through something reprehensible. And that child doesn't know whether to cry or to shout or to punch. And he wraps his arms around that child. And when he wraps his arms around that child, that child starts to bawl uncontrollably. At the same time that he starts to kick uncontrollably. At the same time that he starts to punch uncontrollably. Because he doesn't know what to do. That ladies and gentlemen, is casting your care upon the Lord. Giving him that emotion is expressing that emotion to him. Truly expressing it to him. Not not in the sweet, serene, peaceful way that everybody's going to try to get you to do it. Do it in the way that you feel it. Because that's how he can start to purge those feelings from your soul. That's how he can start to purge that pain from your soul. I mean, you're talking, listen, you're talking to somebody who hadn't dealt with his childhood to the age of 33, just about. The fact that, you know, my biological father was never there. The fact that my mother abandoned me with an abusive stepfather. So biological father not there mother not there, stepfather abusive. Dealing just with those 14 years that I had to live in that environment and all of the hurt and all of the pain and all of the struggle and all of the anger and all of the confusion that went from those 14 years that I didn't know how to process and I didn't know how to deal with and I couldn't deal with because I was too young. So my mind and my heart just pushed it down and pushed it down and pushed it down and pushed it down to a place where I didn't even know how to get to it anymore. Pulling all that up at the age of 33, 32, 30, whatever. Pulling all that up and actually dealing with that hurt Dealing with the pain of never knowing my father. Dealing with the pain of nobody there to teach me how to throw a ball. Nobody there to teach me how to shave. Nobody there to teach me how to properly groom myself. Nobody there to teach me the importance of being a man. Nobody there to teach me any of that stuff. And even if you're a woman, if you're a girl and you didn't have a father, nobody there to teach you how a young lady is supposed to be kept and how a young lady is supposed to be treated and to treat you like daddy's little girl. You there's pain there, man. And that pain is exemplifying itself throughout the rest of your life in ways that you have no idea, but it creeps up. And then when it creeps up, people tell you just feel better. God's got your back. No, stay there, stay in that pain and express those emotions to your father in heaven. Tell him how much it hurt that your parents didn't pay any attention to you growing up. They were both there, but neither one of them was there. Tell him how much that hurt 
for you to seek out attention place after place after place after place. And nobody really care about giving you any attention as a child because you weren't their child. Tell them how much it hurt to be raped as a young girl and not know who to talk to and not know how to talk to them and not know how to express not only what you went through, because the first thing they're going to care about is what you went through, but how you feel about yourself because of it now. Express that to God. All that pain that is there in that place, all that emotion has power, ladies and gentlemen. Unmatched power. And that power is in a place that it can be used for your benefit. So take that and express it to Christ. Express it to God. Express it to your father. Kick and scream. Damn it, scream and shout and cry and be confused. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't have some deep childhood wound. Maybe you just don't know how you can pay your bills next week. And you're confused about what to do next. Be there and be confused and go through that conversation with Christ. Not in the Father God in the name of Jesus. Just I wish that you would send me a miracle and send me a sign or tell me what to do. No, 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 no. Be there in the moment. God, I'm so confused. I have no clue what to do. I'm trying to do this, but it's not working. I'm trying to do that, but it's not working. I went to this place, but they said no. I went to that place, but they said no. I've got children or I don't have children. It's just me. Either way, be in that area of confusion right there before God and allow the power of that confusion, allow the power of that emotion that God gave you, the place where you are lost and you don't know what to do. Allow him to use that. Allow him to use that for your benefit. Because Christ specializes in the lost. That's what God specializes in. If you are lost and you don't know what to do, that's his specialty, man. Use that. And allow him to bring clarity. Because what happens is when you start expressing that confusion to him, first thing you get all the pain out of your heart. Because pain is what is clouding our judgment. Our pain is what makes us make stupid decisions. The pain that we have not let go in our lives is what causes us to do some of the dumbest stuff we've ever done in our lives. The pain that we have not expressed, that we have not dealt with, that's what's causing the problem. So take that moment of confusion and express it to him and just release it and allow him to give you clarity. Next thing you know, you'll have truth about you coming forward. Just like I had truth about me coming forward. Well, Stefan, now that we've gotten all the pain out of the way, now that you're not looking through rose-colored glasses, it's easy to see that you won't get close to people because everybody that you felt was supposed to be the closest to you either abused you or abandoned you. And so you are trying your best not to be abused and abandoned. And so you won't get close to people. And so you won't allow people to help you. And so you won't allow your, and and you use helping others as your way to get close to them, even though you're still not quite close to them. And it, it distorts everything you see in life. The only way you can get that answer, because that's the answer I got. 
The only way you can get that answer is by taking a moment and admitting it sucks and staying in that place and then inviting Christ into that place with you. That's the only way it works. That's the only way it works. And we have got to do this more often as Christians. We have got to stop devaluing what we feel. Granted, we can't stand our feelings. Our feelings change all the time. But that doesn't mean that the pain has gone away just because our feelings have changed. And I know you listening to this show right now have pain in your life. We all do, especially if we've not taken the time to deal with it. There is pain there. Extraordinarily, extraordinary pain. And this is an opportunity for you to purge that pain and see your life in a different way and truly have clarity as to what you are to do next and truly have clarity about why your life goes the way it goes and truly have clarity about why you feel the way you feel and truly find a way out. This, ladies and gentlemen, is how you find a way out. This is what you do when you're going through the struggle. Life is not easy. That's why Jesus is here. That's why he's here with us. That's why the Holy Spirit is here with us. That's why God is here with us. Never leave you. Never forsake you. Ever. I don't care if you haven't spoken to Jesus in 27 years. I don't care if you haven't spoken to Jesus in 59 years. He has been waiting by the phone for your call. Sitting there. Staring at the phone. Picking it up every few seconds. Make sure dial tone still works. Call out to him. He is right there. He is not going to make you plead. He is not going to make you beg. He is not going to make you pray a million times. He is not going to do any of that. He is your father. Good fathers don't act like that. He's going to be right there when you call. He's going to pick up the phone every time. He's going to have an answer for you. But you got to tell him what's wrong. And you've got to be honest and truthful and 100 about how you feel about what's wrong. When you do that, you'll start to see miracles, real miracles. You'll start to see miraculous changes, not only in yourself, but in your life. Because when you change, your life changes. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G. Catch you guys next time. Could it be cause we look like misfits? They're like, I'm like, now nah, I got church Sunday, I can't miss it. Put your Bible in the ears and let a 4-4.